The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 21st of February. Um, it is 2018, if you can believe it or not. It is 2018, and we are almost at the end of this month going into March. Um, first things first, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat, I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable. And I get notes from people sometimes and say, well, why? Well, here's what I'm going to say to you, and I'm not going to go any further, because if you've been listening to the shows lately, if you know what I'm up to, I'm doing rewiring in my brain now that would blow your mind. If you, When this all comes out and how it's gone into my training and doing these mashing middies with John McKean, I'm telling you right now, look out. Look out. I, I, I tell you right now, if I was eating 12,000 calories a day, I'd be three and a quarter right now. This is the, I gotta do it tonight. I can't wait to dead start, stop, squat. Um, my first opening squat, okay, two inches above parallel, which is middies, will be 430 pounds tonight. If you think that's small change, something's wrong with you, and I got news for you, you're gonna see me probably six to eight months from now coming out 700 pounds out of the chute to open up. I am not fooling when I tell you this. Um, when we film this stuff, your jaw is gonna drop. I mean that. This is what the power of positive, positive thinking will do. Intentions. Think about it. Listen to that show I just put up with Dr. Joe Vitale. You wanna talk about miracles? Who would ever think a guy that started out just doing solo podcasts three, not even three and a half years ago, has Dr. Joe Vitale on Eminem? And everybody that's on here, believe me, you're appreciated. But what I'm telling you is this. Nothing is impossible. And when you see who I've got lining up, lining up, you're, I'm telling you, you're going to flip. This is what the power of intention does. This is what, when you put things out to the universe, and you learn to tell yourself in the mirror, I love you, gratitude for everything you got, your mind will shift like you can't even imagine. I could do a five-hour show with anybody on this stuff. It is incredible stuff. So think about that. Go out to, um, to um Winners and Champions, Inc. You want to talk about a program that will get you on your feet? It is not an expensive program, but I'll tell you what, 15 years of what I do here in some, and we go back and forth with everything, there's nothing out there like this. And I'm telling you right now, you got to learn things, think things through, and you've got to more than ever go out and do things, not try things, do it. What we say, we don't try, we succeed. I don't like that word, try. That's a negative connotation to me. Go out and look at that. Also, our Prosperity Conscious page. We've talked about donations in the past. Now that I see with prosperity and the way I'm studying all this, let me tell you, we were coming from lack. 
This show is over 800 shows, and I can't tell you how many people say to me, you got me lifting again. I can't go to sleep at night without listening to your shows. I drive you on the way home from work at night. I'm practically driving off the road because somebody cracked some funny joke. But it is no joke anymore, is it now? It's not a joke anymore. All these people saying, well, this one, that one, and the other one. Well, you know what? I wish them all the best of luck, and I hope they make millions of dollars. But they're not me. They're not me, and they don't have the vision I have. And if you've been paying attention, sons, fathers and sons are starting to take off. Look at what we're doing with the mental end of everything, and look at what's starting to happen with the other people coming on here. It's absolutely incredible, and I, I'm so glad you're all part of it. Also, too, don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Go out and check all that video out. Also, go out to MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Look at all the shows. I have two of the best people that I've been affiliated here with pretty much from the beginning. First, and I'll bring them in momentarily, Frank DeMeo. Um, I don't know what I can say about him other than he is a brother to me. He's family. But Frank has stood by me since the very beginning. Frank is always pushing my shows out. Frank is always sending people my way, and I would do anything for Frank DeMeo. I've never met this gentleman face-to-face, but we're going to. But I will tell you right now, I would bleed for him if he needed help. He has been nothing short than just a guy that has even supported me better than a lot of my own family. It's just incredible. And Donnie, obviously this sounds like uh, we're doing some type of mafia show here, which I love it. I love the, <laughs> I love the Italian heritage here. We're all sitting together. Um, Donnie, same way. Been with me almost from the beginning. Always sending people my way. Always trying to be as constructive as possible. Obviously, we all help one another here. And, you know, I'm very fortunate to have both of these gentlemen here because they've been around for a long time. There's no quit in them, and that's what we're about. No quit. Spread the word. Go. We, you know, like I said, we want that live call-in show. But we're going mainstream, whether you like that word or not, because this is why. We need to reach millions and millions of people. And just if you both gentlemen, you haven't heard, we are now in Brazil and Italy. So uh, it's pretty nice. amazing what's going on. Um, also, too, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Well, oh, I want to read... Um, Steve Jack's uh, excerpt out of Milo. Then I'll bring both gentlemen and I'll give you their bios and we'll get started. Um, it's from um, April 9, 1996 of Milo, Volume 4, Number 1. If a tree falls by Steve Jack. If a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. Oh, I could handle the term papers and most of the old English. I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We'd read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet, when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs, while I, frothing at the mouth and battle-ready, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It is built on the Latin root for spiritus, which when we get spirit, and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not a lot to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. 
It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it actually made a sound. How about you? And in the picture, Steve Jackless, one after the other, the two blue stones of old daily, Carrick Scotland. That is something everybody listening to this show should really think about. And I'll tell you right now, stone lifting and everything else, and people like Anthony DeTillo, and people like John McKean, who I'm working on with the Mashing Middies, and Steve Jack, and Frank, and Donnie. Um, if you're lucky to meet people like this once in your life, you're very blessed, and you should really think about that. So with that in mind... I am going to give you Frank's bio first. Number one, Frank owns the Cave Gym in Sarasota, Florida. He is a trainer, strong man and writer, um, great speaker, and a guy, in my opinion, that really, really cares. And now I'm going to get to both of you together, but I want to get Donnie in here. Um, and I believe because of that little hiccup we had, I'm going to bring in Donnie. I have to go out and get it. But we all know he is the principal owner and inventor of 8X Club. And uh, Donnie, add some more while I'm bringing this up. Oh, that covers it. I, I'm doing the AdX Clubs and Maces and, uh, you know, pretty much doing my thing with that. Um, I guess that's where everybody knows me from, if, if they do. Uh, hopefully more people will find out about me through the show, which always does great for uh you know, people contacting me and finding out. So well, if you guys hear, yeah. if, pe- if people who are interested in advertising with you yep. uh, want to know if it pays off, yes, it pays off to be, to advertise on Eric's show. I get a lot of phone calls and messages from people who heard me talk about AdX clubs and how they adjust and everything else with, you know, in my type of training on your show yeah well and i appreciate that both of you gentlemen for uh coming on here and doing that first off frank welcome back brother happy 2018 of course it's always an honor to have you on sir hey thank you eric it's uh great to be back and uh likewise uh both you guys are right up there in the authenticity uh authenticity i love working with you guys so thank you again anytime sir donnie you know, uh, uh, you've been on, but tw- help, happy 2018, and uh, welcome back, brother. Thank you, Eric. It's it's great to be here. I know we already, ex- I think we exchanged uh, uh, Happy New Year stuff on the phone, you know, in private on our Sunday morning talks. That's, that's fine. You know something? We can never say it enough. And as Dr. Wong said, which is very interesting, he was like, 2018 is going to be a big year for everyone, but he said to me, I think it was on the air too, he said, Eric, 2018 is your year, man, and it's starting to really take some shape, and I'll tell you what, gentlemen, um, I can't say it enough, but getting Dr. Joe Vitale on here is major for this company. We are really a big media company we're starting to become. I've been approached now, well, Frank knows about the one... um, radio station because frank had put me in touch with these gentlemen but there's been others that are starting to reach out um to me um and also too uh i've got people that are on this show i'm not going to say names that have approached me about coming on and having their own radio show but before we can do any of that we have to get the live call in because the material we're going to need to bring somebody in under this umbrella is going to need this hardware so 
very exciting things. And as people say to me, Clint Darden won. You, you're the kind of guy where you're going to see people come and go with you because of not only how intense you are with stuff, but I can see what you're doing, where you want to go, and not everybody's going to catch what you're doing. And we're starting to do that with with fathers and sons and now all the other stuff with the mental things of rewiring and bringing in these other names, and we're talking about products now, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's very, very, very exciting times, and I'm glad to share the electricity with all of you. Now, I'm going to bring Frank in first, but I'm going to give a little bit of segue in. Frank is doing basically a certification. And it's on April 21st and 22nd of 2018. And it's basically going to have, you're going to learn how to start steel club and mace training in your own gym. So as Donnie was saying before we all got together here, you know, it's like a manifesto that's being put together where no matter what you do, you can bring these properties in there and teach. And it is on the date of April 21st and 22nd, like I said, 2018. But right now, you'll hear the next advertisement whenever Frank wants to do it. We're going to run one more this month. If you want to hear it, it's on the Kara Show podcast I did. Uh, It's probably been up for at least six, seven days now. That was the first installment of it. We'll do another one this month and two in March. But if you do it now, you get an early bird discount. It's $100 through February 28th. So you get the info at macefit.com. With that in mind, Frank, why don't you give uh, a little bit about what's going on with the uh, with this seminar. You're going to do the certification. Uh, a little bit about that. We'll switch to Donnie. And now we're going to get into um, breakdown. So take it away, my friend. Uh, thank you, Eric. Well, first of all, our whole seminar is set up using uh, Donnie's Addicts equipment. So everything we've done, do, is with Addicts, Clubs, and Mason. We have uh, formed a leadership team to put this together with uh, Rick Brown, Donnie Jarfadino, Valerie Pulowski, and myself, and uh, pooling our efforts and uh, resources to uh, put this together. And uh, just in a nutshell... When Donnie visited my gym a couple of years ago, he took a chance on coming up there. Uh, he didn't know if it was going to take or not. We had never met each other before, and uh, except online. He showed us some things that day. I saw the potential in it. I started working it into my classes, and now we've been running successful group classes for about two years, and that's what MaceFit is about. We're going to teach people how to implement a successful steel club and mace class in their gym and do the program design in order to keep it going successfully um that's real interesting because you know one thing that you and i both know and donnie too and i'll go right to you donnie after this comment how many new things do we see coming around coming around disappear you know they somebody's getting something off something they do all right and they figure hey you know what who cares about it anymore and it disappears but obviously maces and clubs have been around forever um donnie let me ask you this and i'm going to put you right on the spot and i know you can answer what what's so great about an adex club and what obviously you have sent me one a few years back but what pretend i've never even met you or know a thing about you i see 
that Frank is going to put on this certification and I go out and look at your site and I call you up and I say, uh, Mr. Giafardino, because I don't know you, I'm very interested in, in your 8X clubs, but tell me why. What is the, what is my benefit here? It, the benefit of using the club training is that you are going to inco- incorporate fitness to be athletic. It's not that you're basing athletics on fitness. It's the it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be moving your body, all, all the joints in your body through their full range of motion and applying different levels of torque to the different muscles that make up each individual joint. If that's, it kind of sounds hokey the way to say it like that, but that's probably about the, the best summary of it. Um, you know, you do, you do an exercise, let's say like, uh, when you get to the point where you can do a mill with the, with the clubs, uh, which is a throwing motion and it would, wonderful for baseball pitchers, quarterbacks, things like that. Yep. Uh, you're, you are continuously swinging that weighted object, that, that weighted club in the same direction for uh, either a length of time or a number of repetitions and you simply can't get that benefit uh, the, the benefit of the tractioning uh, on the joints from from regular conventional weightlifting weightlifting compresses you yep training with clubs opens up your joints boy you'd hate so, you'd hate to see probably my spine right now especially yeah, especially tonight <laughs> I mean, and, and when you're doing isometric holds, but that's another show in itself. Um, and that's why, obviously, Frank is putting together the Steel Club and Mace training to implement all of these features of an 8X club and what you do to get in. Frank, um, summarize a little bit with it, and we're going to get right into now breakdown, if you would, please. Okay, Eric, actually, uh, you and Donnie both have uh, hit it really well. I would just say this is the type of training that you can do for your entire life. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, longevity is part of what it offers. Yeah. Okay? Yep. You see, when you can't move any longer, uh, you're headed for the nursing home. Yeah, and that's what I always said. I don't want to. I'm not going to live with a drool cup or a diaper on. I'm done. So I mean, yeah. Exactly. I, look, the bottom line is. I think a lot, there's a lot of good things out there. The problem is right now there's too many people that don't know what these things can do and they're out there teaching. And my God, you look at some of the form and like, uh, you try that, you're going to get hurt. It's not going to matter if it's a club, a barbell or anything. You are not doing things properly. And it's good to see you're doing this, Frank. And I know Donnie's involved with the clubs and everything. Um, and you've been around a long time, so you know what form means and you know, uh, obviously, like myself, and when we were, we were talking, we had Pavel Widudo on today, this morning, and he's the same way with me. It's like um, if you're not going to toe the line here, you got to leave. I don't, I don't take, I don't take any more sad-eyed puppies on here, you know, because you got to look at the whole number one and number two, you know, um, the atmosphere you create. And the people you have really either add or detract to it. So, um, you don't want to have detraction to what you're doing because that can be felt by everyone. You know, for instance, if you're really, really in tune, 
walk into a room where you got a bunch of people that are just unhappy, um, they have nothing good to say about anyone, and basically the whole system's rigged. Tell me what you're going to feel like in a couple minutes. I can tell you because I leave. I can feel it so much now. I'm so intuitive to it now. I'll just say, excuse me, um, I'll be seeing you soon, and I walk out. I won't do that anymore. It's not healthy. It's not a way to be productive. And if you're going for the things that people want to go after, it's not going to help you. But that's another show in itself. All right, this is real. uh, You know, as I said in the beginning, folks, um, this stems obviously from a lot of the violence, you know, the, the shooting last week. But I'm not. Go- I'm going to try to stay out of uh, the puddle of politics here. It doesn't add to the show, and frankly, what you think about politically or how much you make, it's none of my business. That's what my dad always said. You know, you don't get into politics with people. You don't get into how much you make, and you don't get into religion because you can lose a friend, quote quote, or unfriend somebody quickly. But. All this stuff we're seeing happening, it's not even just the shootings. It's just the, whether it's the I don't care attitude, whether it's, well, um, I'm just going to text in your face and not care. Rudeness. Um, I need this real quick, and if you don't give it to me, I'm going to go cry as a victim, and I'm going to go get somebody to get after you, and if we take your job or we smear you all over, so be it. And... I'm a guy that believes uh, there's big repercussions with things like that. And, um, you know, I'm Italian. I, I'm not going to lie to any of I'm an eye for an eye guy. That's the way I am. Um, I'm more probably of a core. I'm more of a core Leone than a snowflake. Let me put it to you that way. So, Frank, <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's talk about breakdown. Um, you know, Frank's been around in the game for a long time, not just in the gym. Um, I've, I know he's very astute to things, and he's got a little bit more experience than I do. So we're going to listen to him first. Breakdown, last 50 years society-wise, what do you see? And what we're seeing a lot of the ramifications. Anybody that likes to listen to Dr. Wong or read about him, I put it out on Etch, too. He sent a thing out. I can't remember what what website it was. The military now, these young kids going in, they've been raised on soy and you name it. And, and Frank and I were going back and it was like in jest. Do you know they can't, they don't have the strength to throw a hand grenade? And my joke was, well, they should throw their iPhones, but that's just one of the things. Frank, take it away. What's the, what, where, where is, we know, let's explain to everybody where you see the breakdowns are and we'll get into the solutions, what we think too. But let's, let's go over, why? Why the breakdown? You know, I've been watching this happen, like you said, for 50 years or so, and it has uh, progressively gotten worse every year. And uh, it, there's a, a few key points that show themselves over and over again. Uh, one is uh, a total lack of accountability. Another is a sense of entitlement. Another is just pure laziness. Um, selfishness. Just as everybody's world revolves around them and know what they want and no, no one else matters. And cowardice. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, 
and all those things that it's just it's amazing it's like it, it reminds me just like a, a track going round and round in a circle every turn every time i turn around and believe me i don't watch tv news um i listen to very little radio a lot of times if i get news i'll go on sites that i like and read but i don't do that very much either because obviously tragedies nobody wants to see them but um regurgitating this with a different set of players or a different name I, i've got it i got the gist but those aren't things i'm going to concentrate on and we're going to get into some, some some solutions obviously but donnie 50 years at least you've been around long enough too you've lived in different states obviously like frank and everybody else but we we've got a, a major social breakdown here and you know we can say anything pretty much to go with it, but there are some consistent factors. What, what do you see as some consistent factors right now? The um, constant reiteration by people who hold leadership or so-called leadership positions that say, you don't have to be this certain way. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm talking, and I'm not talking about men being men or women being women in the old sense and stuff like that but just people individuals you know being stronger and and more able more capable people we are weakening them we're allowing them to be like physically weaker mentally weaker um the school will argue schools will argue that point i see a lot of change in education Education. When I got to the end of my schooling, uh, that's when the Federal Board of Education took over, and that's when it seemed to kind of go to crap. Yep. Uh, I, I was actually taught, you know, we were taught common sense in school. We were taught, um, you know, like problem solving, things of things of that nature. They, what, everything wasn't based upon test scores, and our schools weren't getting money for test scores. The um, Accepting the overall acceptance of um, you know just allowing the weaker people in society, and 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 changing the standards to allow them to feel comfortable rather than trying to to um, better those people. Right. That that is one of the things. I was reading that hand grenade thing also, and I, I believe it was supposed to. And Frank Frank knows because Frank Frank's airborne. Right. Frank was right. Army airborne, and. I think they they uh, used to measure like you had to throw the hand grenade. Um, let's just say fifty feet. Yep. Well, now that now the people that are doing can't hit half that mark. Right. So what they're gonna now, do? So what they'll do is they'll either drop it or they'll dumb it down to nothing, and that way they'll all pass instead of getting well, flushed out. Well, what happens? What happens when you can't throw the hand grenade that far, and the hand grenade's blowing back up the people that they're. That threw it. Well, I'll tell you what will happen. Then they'll outlaw hand grenades for the U.S. Army. That'll be the next <laughs> yeah. thing they do. Um, but yeah, without a doubt. And I'm going to go right to you, Frank. Um, I'll tell you something, Donnie. Um, I'm going to give you a little twist on what you said with man, men and women. One of the things I see more than anything in the last 50 years, why we are where we are, is the degradation of men. You know, I talk about the man's manly, manly movement, men's movement out in uh, Fiorella Barbell Co., and it is a shameless plug, but it's a very important plug because I can't tell you how many guys were contacting me for years. 
hey, you guys always talk about manhood, estrogen level. Are you ever going to do anything with a page? Yep, the page has been up for two weeks now. Let's get out there and start threading more. Frank has, you know, look at anybody listening to this show that's damn serious about what they believe are men. And I don't want to hear the theory from these women or whomever that, well, men that are men are bullies. That, that's a load. That's a load. That, that, yeah, that's, I'm tired of I'm tired of hearing that. But, really, but, but that, that angers me to no freaking end. But see, that's to silence you because most people will shut up, especially men. But the point of the matter is we don't have a lot of men in homes anymore, and it's been like that for a long time. And I know people are going to hear this and get really pissed at me for saying it. But you know what? Little boys, folks, need men. Now, not every father is a good father. Not every mother is a good mother. But I'll tell you what, men have been made out, especially today, to be buffoons. If you watch yes. TV, watch any channel uh, commercial, they look like buffoons, and they make them look that way. And I can remember, um, I think it was at Christmas, maybe. I don't think it was this year. It might have been the year before. I think it was a Walmart commercial. And there's this guy that was so out of shape. And they were making fun of him, basically, in a store. And he had, it looked like a woman's purse, you know, like a woman carrying a purse. And they're like, and your purse? He goes, no, it's a, a, a satch or something like that. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, I understand you want to make money. But he looked like he was perfect for the part. He looks like that, you know, you could kick him square in the uh, gonads and he'd say, thank you. This is what I'm saying. What the heck is going on? Um... Frank, comment on that, offer anything you want, but I know that you're a big purveyor of men and manhood, and I know how you understand and portray it, where we're not using manhood as a crutch to go out and just crack people's heads wide open. Take it. Yeah, well, Erica, one of the mottos at the cave is we are delucifying America one yeah. man at a time. Yep. And we've been doing that for years, and uh, it's true. Uh, the media portrayal of uh, of men—they're not even men. No, they're no. Uh, uh, male impersonators. Okay, they're, they're not <laughs> real men. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, you talk about your dad, my dad. Yep. You know, Donnie's dad. You know, my dad was a World War II Marine, and uh, I know what a, I know what a real man looks like. Yep. And, and you guys too. Yep. But you're right. The media has uh, done that. Uh, and the bad part about it is that people have allowed it to go on uh, because they keep their TVs on, they keep listening and watching that junk. Their kids are programmed that way. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's one thing. And uh, one other thing, uh, you talk about the breakdown of the family, uh, which had discussed earlier, a lot of uh, single-parent homes. Yep. And uh, you know what? Being a single parent is a really, really hard job, and uh, uh, my hat's off to everybody who is a single parent doing the best that they know how to do. Yeah. But kids will always do better with two parents, a man and a woman, and uh, I really don't care who doesn't like it, because that's the truth. I, look, Frank, I'm with you 100%, and I'll get right to you, Donnie. You're, you're, you'll be right up. I'll tell you this right now. If people like us... And we were talking about this with Pavel this morning. What we plan on doing as far as getting out there and getting people involved and letting them know they're not alone. Um, 
this is big stuff. And this here, this show, I know there's a lot of other people out there. I hope they're doing their bit with it. But to me, this is the major platform that's going to go out and change everything as much as we can. Because, see, the thing is, right now, and it's always been, I think, since the beginning of time, look at just all the small niches of physical culture all over. Yeah, it's great, but maybe it only serves 300 people. I'm talking about serving billions of people. And I'm not a guy, I don't care what you lift. I really don't. You go after what you want, what makes you excel. And this is where physical culture has made its biggest grave mistake, is what? You only want the guys that can deadlift 900 pounds? You only want the guys that can do an 800-pound bench? And I'm being conservative with these numbers, obviously. You want a guy that can squat 1,000 pounds? Well, let me tell you something, folks. You're going to lose out if that's the type of attitude you take because you know how many people are out there that are breaking their hump every day and they come home and train and they got a family and they're strong in the neighborhood and they're very um, result-oriented. They'll take a kid under their wing if they're interested and teach them. That's what I'm talking about. That's what motivation and muscle is. That's the people that are on here with me, my family here. And if they don't believe that, then they got to leave it. They got to go start. You know, I've had other people saying, well, you know, I'm going to go start my own podcast. I said, good luck. And they're like, uh, you know, it'll be good. I was like, do you know the stats on a podcast? And I, I never, I never uh, tell anybody they can't do anything. What is it? 30 days. What do you mean 30 days? I was like, 30 days, most podcasts implode. And to get them off the ground alone with the data you got to build and the people you've got to set your show up with would fry most people within a half an hour. Okay? So all these things that are happening all around us through here, that's what I want to do. I'm glad if you can lift a thousand pounds, you know, off the floor. I think it's incredible. But there's more to life than that. And there's people out there that really, really need the three of us and everybody else on here. All right, Donnie, it's all yours, brother. Okay. Um, you guys were talking before about, you know, the manliness factor and things like that and the broken homes that the kids are coming from and, you know, boys need boys need dads. Girls need dads, too. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm going to say this really honestly and really candidly, and people are going to see, like, I'm, I'm going to bear myself for a second because I'm a man and I can do that. And I have no shame or remorse about it. But honestly, if you're thinking or considering a divorce right now and you have young kids in the house, and I'm talking kids under the teenage age, Mm -hmm. you know, where they can't really understand what's going on, and you do not have a physical, you know, violence problem in the home, that it's just, I can't live with that person because they're a pain in my neck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That stick it out for the kids be a man that is one thing that I am I mean I think you know I, I, I'm really happy the way my life turned out I have to say that I'm I'm divorced and I'm with someone else now but and I'm really happy the way that turned out but seriously if I had to do this all over again and I could end up in the same place that I am now and I probably would have ended up in the same place that I am now I would have waited until my kids were grown up and able to take care of themselves 
a lot better, like being either almost finished with high school or out of high school to get a divorce. And I, I failed as a man, you know, in that aspect, even though I couldn't stand living with her and she couldn't stand living with me. I should have, I should have, you, I should have pulled, and and this sounds like you know going back to the caveman type, but I should have told her to just shut up. This is what we have to do for the kids. Our children are our number one priority, mm-hmm. and that's the way I would have handled it. Now looking back at it, so if anybody's thinking, if you're not in a physically abusive relationship, make it work for the kids. It's only a few years. You can get rid of him or her then, and then everything will be fine. Let those kids grow up with both parents in the house. No, I agree. Right? Yeah. My kids grew up good, but still, I have some issues, you know, that I, I that probably would not be there. And, and you know, I have to I, – I can't say that enough, you know. And that's – and that to me, that is one of the things that I – as a man, I should have I should have finished what I started. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that as a man in that in that aspect. You know, I'm not I'm not you know looking for anybody to say, well, you're a man, and, and you know you go around and punch people in the mouth, and you can throw your uh, privilege around. Bull crap. You know, I, I don't have any privilege, and you know I I know a man also knows when to use violence and when to be smart enough not to use it and control the situation because. Alpha males use the least amount of effort to control any situation. Just look at the animal world. Yep. The alphas do the least amount of amount of yelling and complaining and they and they do the least amount of fighting. Because when they do, you know, they take care of business and they make a point of it. Um I'm striving to always be a better man and you know, like I said, you know, I'm trying to to work out doing other things in my life to make sure that, you know, I see three, I see things through, and having a family, you know, and raising those kids until they're on their own is seeing it through. So yeah, definitely. Know, like but you know something, if 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 I know you two are both not single, I am. All right, and I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm going to give this right to you, Frank. And I want you and, and listen to this when I say it. Okay, believe me, I know you do. But I'm going to tell you something that I think more than ever now. You've heard me talk before about, you know, I love the idea that, you know, why do you want to do it? You can't do it. Why are you going out in 20 below with a snowstorm? Why do you got, you know, why are you insane and taking your shirt off in zero degree weather carrying stones and having a stone stick to your chest and have to rip the skin right off to get it off you? Why are you going out there and, and doing a front squat and having the Olympic bar stick to your throat? All right? Well, I want to tell everybody something. This, this is the difference of a weightlifter, of the mentality of how you think. Now, people say to me, rational people don't act that way. Well, what the hell is a rational person? I can't tell you. What it is is I'm a driven man that will not put himself in a situation intentionally where I could either hurt myself or kill myself. But you know something? I like putting that one foot off the cliff. I always have. Even before I got into the weightlifting I'm doing now, it's always been my personality, and it's always will be. And this is the thing about relationships, and I've learned many because I've had many, many, is this. One of my biggest goals right now 
It's either going to be to go away, probably it could be to go live in Iceland for a while, maybe British Columbia for a while. Um, I'm looking, I want to go and look at property in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, to possibly build my dream of a log cabin and live there. But I want to go away, I want to have my equipment, and I want to be able to have enough cash where I can do whatever I want, say, for the next year and keep running the businesses from wherever I am. And I'll tell you why. I think most men are solitude creatures. I really do. I know from girlfriends, my mother, my sister, a lot of women like to be with women. They like to hang together. It's kind of like a sisterhood thing. And I'm not saying I'm not part of different brotherhoods. I'm not saying that. But I'm going to be honest with you. Do I love women? I love them to death. All right? But I'm going to tell you something right now. At my young age, I don't need to be around one ever again if I don't want to. And I'll tell you why. Because not only do I feel like a very confident, um, daring, nonstop individual, but I've got a lot of learning to do about myself, man. I want to go out for a year where I don't want to be cut off from society. I want to be maybe a half hour away from a town because I love talking to people. I love meeting people. But I want to be there where I can start thinking more, coming up with new styles of training, um, listening to other people, reading other authors, and expanding my reach in me that is just unstoppable. Would I ever say no to somebody I meet and really like? Absolutely not. But I don't feel that I need that, at least not right now. Now, if I have my choice, I've already talked about the girls in Iceland. They're the most beautiful women I've ever seen. I haven't been to Italy, but I plan on that because my dream has always been five foot nine, 117 pounds, beautiful, fire red Italian woman named Alessandra. And you can hold me that to that because if suddenly I tell you guys in a year from now, I've just met Alessandra, then you're going to really fall flat on your butts. Take it away, Frank. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was very good. Thank you. Uh, men being uh, solitary creatures, uh, it's very important uh, for guys to have that solitary time. Uh, that's different from being isolated. Uh, Correct. Isolation is uh, very destructive for guys. Yep. Uh, they do very uh, poorly in that situation. And, uh, but being in solitude and enjoying solitude can be a great source of strength and learning, as you just said. So I think that's a very good thing. And the more raw you can make it, um, you know, I've spent some time in Wyoming in the past uh, a couple of times, and uh, that is just, that's about as raw as you can get. We still have a few uh, towns around. and Yep. Oh, they're not close together out there. You might have to drive 300 miles to right, find a town. Right, But it's, uh, there's something about it. Something about that rugged terrain and, uh, nature and, uh, the animals and the air and all that. Uh, men need that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Frank, we talk about, you know, I mean, you've recommended books to me in the past that I've got and things like that. Men, well, girls do too, but I'm talking like, you know, my little nephew and stuff. They need adventures. You know, they need to read about adventures, about things that make their little minds, because they're so damn creative that um, 
they can just do things that are amazing. And what it is, is we can too, but we've let all this veneer varnish just go over the top of us for years and years. And pretty soon, we can't even think about what are we going to have for dinner tonight because we are just so coated with these things that don't matter that we get so entwined with that it's taking our life from us. And that is one thing I never want. This is why I'm doing all the things I'm doing. And, 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 and I'm going to give this right to you, Donnie. It's, it's this. I like the idea of going out and like tonight. Who knows what's going to happen tonight? Everything's written down. Everything's plastered in the uh, garage. When I open the door, I'm going to see my numbers the minute I go in there. Um, but I'm going out there with the intention, obviously, of breaking another record and going, going, going. And getting out of there quickly because with this type of training, you maybe have 20 minutes max and you're gone. There's no way you can do anymore because when you're starting at weights that are so big, let's face it, I don't care who you are, what substance you take, you're not going to maneuver an hour workout with this. And that's what I want because right now with the things I'm doing, we all know because you guys know all about um, the sand dune, I'm doing a ton of stuff right now with the Earth Pulse um, system which is by my pal Paul Becker where this is big time for athletes it's all magnetic energy right now when I'm talking to you I'm I'm standing literally on two magnets which is putting voltage through me all over my body and it's one of the best recovery systems out there when I'm not on the phone I'm going and hopping on the sand dune from this and jumping up and down. Why? We know about proprioception. We know the connection of the feet to the brain. But another thing we've talked about in the past, I think, I know at least Frank and I have, is the twisting of the bar, the burning to the brain cells, what it does. So the experimentation I'm doing here with things is, well, we're going to see tonight how electric my legs and body are. We're going to get our first big reading tonight between these two things. And I tell everybody, we haven't put it out, but I do the sand dune, especially when I'm squatting. You want to talk about fire in your your feet? Let me tell you, when I engage through that platform, you know what my idea is, folks? Put your feet through that platform. That's what you do. And this is what I'm talking about. Manliness, we talk about, you know, the degradation of society, you know, the punch down of everything. Well, it doesn't have to be that way because you hear what I'm talking about, you hear what Frank's talking about, and Donnie, there is a leg for everybody out there, men, women, and children. And what they do is they put you in this box. And all they want you to do, it's like we're going to keep feeding the box a little bit. You know, maybe we give you a little raise in your job. But you hate your job, but you're going to hang out. Maybe we give you another day, but you still don't like your job. This is why entrepreneurship, you have three entrepreneurs talking to you right now that can tell you from the different things we've been achieving through the years what we want to do. When you have this in your life, when you're surrounded by this, the little things and the big, and I'm not minimizing what happened last week. There's going to be a lot less of that stuff because my big thing with everything, with children especially, is confidence. We get them in the physical culture, and we have a chance at that point to start steering them gradually. Now, are you going to get everyone? No. There's always going to be casualties. There's always going to be dropouts. 
But if we get 8 to 10, I'd rather have 10 out of 10. Just think of what we're going to create out there. It's all yours, Donnie. Oh, that's that's a good segue into this. Um, I just you got to start from the beginning. You got to say that you know men, men or males are 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 naturally intrepid. I mean, we, you know, we are programmed. I don't care how evolved or progressive our society becomes. You know, we're still animals. We still have what what is it? Uh, the the species of uh, of humanoid that we are is Homo sapiens, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Homo sapiens. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, we've been around for like a hundred thousand years. Let's just say, all right, and, and or even fifty thousand years. How can you cut out the hardwiring of what we were we were about? Now, society makes things easy for us. Yes, as men, we don't have to all go out and hunt together anymore. We can go to the grocery store. But still, the intrepidness, you know, when you went out on a hunt, you were, you were exploring. You were, you know, you were walking away from your home. You didn't hunt in your backyard. You had to go away from where the people were living to find where the animals were. So, you know, we're intrepid by nature. Now, we, now we're in a society where, you know, now we're saying that, you know, the, the boys aren't raised the right way to grow up to be young men. They don't have good role models and things like that. Just start with the intrepidness. Yep. Just give the boy it and you could take the most sheltered boy one that was tied to his mother's apron strings until he was 18 years old and talk him into going into a gym and showing him different things that he can do and i don't care if this kid can't even bench the bar yet you know as a as an 18 year old young man and doesn't even have the strength to do that or the strength to do a few push-ups but you know what he's gonna like fall into if you can keep him interested he's going to explore his own intrepidness and develop as a man within himself through the arena of physical culture yep, I agree. and just that might be the only thing in his life that led him to be intrepid but that opens the door for him to be a little more confident a little bit a little bit more self-reliant mm-hmm. a little bit more secure in his feelings where he says hey you know, I'm I'm progressing as a man. If he has no metric of how how to progress and no no place to be intrepid, no to be intrepid, it doesn't necessarily have to be exploring something or in a gym or anything like that. It could be even in a job. I'm going to go to the next level. Have yep. the desire to go to the next level. That's intrepidness. Yep. You know, you don't know what it holds for you, but it sounds exciting. You know, I want my boss's job. Yeah, it sounds exciting. The excitement is there. And that's what we have to instill in men and, you know, young men these days and our boys is to go out and do that and to build stronger, healthier, happy people that don't want to do harm to each other like we saw. Well, Frank, uh, Frank I'll get right to you, but I'll say to both of you, um, the gym experience is the best experience, in my opinion. You get in the right place, you get in the cave, or you come up here, you go where, where Donnie is. You're going to get people that have seen things, done things, and are still doing things. Um, a kid couldn't ask for a better thing. You know, I had Gary Clark on the other day. I don't know if you two are aware of him, but he's a disabled strong man from the UK. You want to talk? Oh, yeah. You want to talk? Yep. Right. You want to talk about an inspiring guy? I mean, this is a guy that won't lay down. I'm telling you. And we had a great show the other day, and I'll have that up by Saturday, I believe. And then you know. I'm looking to me. I'm looking at 
my inspiration totally, and that's Jimmy, my brother. Um, and the Hulk is right underneath his picture. It's like taped right to it. Look, if you don't know my story, and if you're not aware, both of these businesses, FBC and Eminem, are dedicated to Jimmy. Jimmy had muscular dystrophy, but not only muscular dystrophy, the deadliest form of it called Duchenne. I watched my brother, even though we're a year apart, stumble, stumble, and by the time he was 10 or 11, he was in a wheelchair. And disintegrate, disintegrate, disintegrate down. But never a word of quitting, giving up, or anything. And I can't even imagine what was happening with him. We would take him every... You would never know he was in a wheelchair. He went everywhere with us. But as time went on, he got a little older and in his teens, you know, his body was just falling down. And it wasn't from lack of not being taken care of or being fed well. My God, my parents, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it. But, man, you talk about a lot of love in the house and this place, everybody was over. We had friends all over the place. And... I, I, you know, I, I listen to what's going on and I see things and we talk about, well, if we can get them interested in, in this and that. Sometimes life is going to throw you the hardest curveball, whether it's at you or somebody you love around you. Jimmy, I, I credit all of my success to, besides my mother and father, but to him. Because he was the guy that scared me so much that I was afraid I was going to get muscular dystrophy. Of course, your parents will reassure you that you won't. But then one day, I'm in a little grocery store looking at comics, and there it is, The Incredible Hulk. I saw The Incredible Hulk and bought it. And I went home and read that that from cover to cover. I wish I had that still. And I knew, as a 10-year-old kid, it inspired me and, and, and produced so much things going on in me mentally I mean, it was just like unbelievable what it did to me where I said, if I can get as big as the Incredible Hulk, I'll never get Duchenne muscular dystrophy. That's how kids equate things and put them together. And a few months later, you talk about connecting the dots. My Aunt Gloria, who lived over in Connecticut, my father's sister, I don't know how they got talking about it. And my dad knew that I wanted to start lifting weights. And he would have bought the stuff for me. But I can't tell you how many things I started he bought for me that I never finished. Did he ever get on me about it? Yeah, he did. But he would not not stop me from that because I knew my brother John was coming up and everybody behind me. So we went over to Connecticut. And I got a sand-filled weight set, which leaked, by the way, all over the place. And my Uncle Will was not only a teacher, but he was a master carpenter. I mean, you should see the stuff he built. He built this wooden bench. Of course, it was as hard as uh, cement, but you probably could have put an elephant on it. It wouldn't break. There's where I started, and I'm going to tell you, I'll go right to you, Frank. I've never looked back. Other than when I tore the bicep in eight, that was really the only time that I had to take any length of time off from anything. But from my brother, my beautiful brother, that's what has enriched me to do all the things I have done to this present. It's all yours, Frank. Well, that, that's powerful, both about uh, Gary Clark and your brother, and uh, you know the people that have an, an unstoppable attitude 
not complaining, not, you know, if they know that it's not going to get any better physically, that they can do a lot of other things uh, to make their life better overall. You know, if they have a, a spinal injury or an amputation like uh, young lady Yvonne Chambers, yeah, powerlifter, yep. strongman competitor, she's going to the Arnold in two weeks to compete Yeah, in strongman, you know. But these people, just the, our attitude and the heart and the fight, you know, and they, if they don't inspire other people, I they better check their pulse, but on the other person. Yeah, I agree, <laughs> totally. So, uh, so incredible. And you know something, Frank? There's no breakdown in them. That is what is the most amazing thing. You and I, Donnie, are real lucky. We've got our health. No matter what, we can still go out and do things. But, man, when you're up against the wall day in and day out because of something that you were either born with or something that happened through accident, that's the real test of who you are. And when I hear of these things happening and these breakdowns all over, there's always going to be things that are going to happen. I'm not naive to it, but I'll tell you what. A lot of this stuff didn't need or does not need to happen in the future. And as I say... We are the gatekeepers here. We are the gatekeepers, and we are the ones that need and are responsible to get this out. Go ahead, Donnie. It's all yours. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I put up a post. You know, I, I tried not to be political, like you were saying about the, you know, after the the shooting that was here. And by the way, the, the shooting occurred like about. I think within five miles of my home. Wow. So it is affecting people in my area. Um, my buddy Elmer that runs that big PT clinic down here just put up a post about that he would he would treat anyone that was a victim of the violence from that day for free at his at his physical therapy clinic because he wants to just, you know, contribute to the community and to show people that there's some love in the world. And, uh, you know, that, that's a beautiful thing. But, um, you know, when you say that you don't want, you know, you want, you want to reduce what's going on. I mean, we have to start with our kids. There's no law. There's no anything. It, it, it you know, there's not a politician that's going to save you from this. Don't, don't even look to them for an answer. Mm -hmm. We have to start with our children and find out from a young age what makes kids want to do these terrible things to each other and, and and i'll i'll put money on it if there's no if there's no you know evidence of like you know where there's massive amounts of of mental instability i don't even know the proper term to use for it but if if there's not a lot of mental illness and it's just something that's slight that could manifest into this because of the way that they interpret the way other people teach talk to them not teach them but talk to them and deal with them um you know where they they, they you know that they they are products of their social environment let's just say and they don't have the confidence or the or feel the love or whatever it is that they're lacking we need to talk to our kids about these things mm -hmm. and we're not doing it what would make a young person uh, and it's and it's coming out mostly boys. You know, there's been a couple of girl shooters and stuff like that, and very violent acts by girls in the schools too. But it's mostly our boys. And what's making them 
want to go out and harm other kids their age. You know, really, what's doing it? There's a breakdown somewhere. Just like you said, the breakdown. There's a breakdown somewhere in our society. And, you know, are we using, and I'm going to just say this, are we using an inanimate object to take the heat off the people that are supposed to be responsible for this kid? The parents, the teachers, the doctors that were watching them? Well, I've heard people say uh, a few days back that I agree with them. They knew this kid was a ticking time bomb. Everyone three suspensions, right? Not three, only, not three only not, expulsions, three expulsions. Yeah, three but he's been he's been involved with every counseling, whatever you want to call it, out there. They ought to all be brought up on charges and they fired. All right, because the problem is with everything is there's such a lack of responsibility now, and there's such a brush off of everything. I see it all around me here where I live. It's like. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't read papers. And if I read them, I can only skim three lines because I know where it's going. If you've got any brains in your skull, you'll want to go and just rip that paper in about a thousand pieces because you know what it is. You know where it's at, and you're living it, and you know damn well that this stuff is not being articulated correctly. What it is is being soft-cushioned and flowered up so nobody feels bad. Well, you know what? Then somebody goes awry, and what do we see? Candles and flowers everywhere. Well, you know what? That's great if that's what you want to do, but that is not answering the bottom line. And I'll tell you something, both of you, right now. These kids that are acting out like this and creating this mayhem and murder... I would love not we we know most of them are on some type of psychotropic drug. There's no doubt about it. It's been proven too many times. But I'll tell you, I'm going to go with a theory of our pal Dr. Wong. I'd love to know what their levels of hormones are. Is this stuff taken and altering them to the point of I don't know what where they're getting, you know, we we talk about estrogens, we talk about low testosterone. What is going on here? What, what are these guys doing? Is this, is this stuff making them so aggressive that they're, 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 it's, everything's just blowing right out of their skull and they got to get rid of it? I don't know. But, you know, I know one thing. I'm talking about myself mainly. I know my, my ups and downs with training. I can tell the minute I walk in that door and get under that first time what it's going to be like that night because there's certain things that are going off inside you people try to explain it but you can't explain every little dot bing bang boom going on in your brain right now i can't do that talking to you i have no idea i can take what i have within me and spout it out i don't know what's going on nobody does not even these experts so when we see these kinds of things and we we want to see families stay together, and we want to see strong mother and father support and sibling too. And we want the government and the schools to get the heck out of our lives because every time they put in another rule or we got to... Look, I'll give you a quick thing. I'm going to go right to Frank, and we'll summarize everything, both of you. But I'll give you a quick thing. And, of course, people are going to say, well, you're, you're their uncle. I would tell the truth no matter what. That's not my style. Every one of my nieces and nephews are in the top 1% in their class. They just got their grades. Uh, the oldest, Natalie, um, she is a long-distance runner 
like you wouldn't believe. I have a really strong feeling she could get a scholarship alone just on that. She's lean, mean, and I call her the roadrunner. She's a beautiful girl. Then there's my niece, Suzanne. Suzanne is a volleyball player like you wouldn't believe. Tall, very muscular, but very womanly. And I love this kid to death, too. Same way. It's like, and all the way down the line. But Olivia is the middle girl, the middle child, which everybody always says the horrors of being middle. And she is not only beautiful and so musically talented, she's not a big sports kid like the other four. She's okay, but she's not the other four. And that's okay. Because she brings, I always said, if anybody ever takes this business over, it's going to be Olivia. Olivia, at 11 years old, has got the mind of a CFO, CEO. I'm not kidding you when I say it. The most organized little girl, most one of the most organized people I've ever met. And this is going to go right to what you guys said, Donnie. So she's in all AP courses, of course. And all that. I think her average, my mother said, was 99 point something. This, they got their uh, report cards the other day. And I always say to her, how's school going, Livy? Okay. I'm like, really? What's going on? I said, somebody bothering you or anything like that? No, no, not nothing like that. I said, well, what is it? She goes, you know, and they all call me Uncle H. It's a long story. She said, and but they don't call me Uncle. They all call me H. It's hilarious, man. So since they're little kids. And I said, so what is it? And she said, well, they've decided that they're going to put a lot of the kids up with us that are not very good students. I said, so what is your feeling about that? I don't like it. I said, why? And she said, because it's slowing our class down and I'm starting to lose interest. And I'm saying to myself, oh boy. Now, would do I believe Olivia is going to go out and get in any trouble? No, I don't. But do you see this whole attitude about, okay, well, if we don't put them in with so-and-so, they're going to suffer. Well, it just can't be that way. My, my sister teaches... They have matriculated kids that have very big-time learning problems, and they have these fuses that are about as short as maybe half of your fingernail. My sister's been assaulted by them, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what the parents say a lot of times? Well, we know that. You know that? They shouldn't be in here. And this is this whole forced conception of, oh, we've all got to share the tent together and this and that and other thing. You want to know why things break? Because this is the way it is. And Frank, I'm sure, will agree with me. I'm going to give this to you, and probably Donnie will too. We're all the same under God's eyes, but we're not all the same out in the world. And that's the beauty of all of us. Some of us are inventors. Some of us are moms, great moms. Some of us are firefighters, police, military. Do you understand, folks? That's why we have this. If we're all the same, where are we going to go as a society and people? Here we go, the word, breakdown. Frank, take your time, summarize everything, um, put it all out there, and then we'll go to Donnie, and he can do the same, if you would, please. All right, Eric, well... You, know, you talk about uh, lowering the standard, lowering the bar, and that's uh, it's like the hand grenade example you used a little bit ago on the podcast. You know, just keep making it everyone able to pass. Get a participation trophy, and you know it weakens everyone. Mm-hmm. You know the culture is like, well, everybody's got to be a winner. 
which is a total lie because it's life isn't like that. That everybody has to be the same, have the same values, think the same thoughts, be the same sex. I mean, this is stupid, okay? Yeah. And uh, there's, we're not all the same. We're not all going to think alike. And, uh, you know, you can have some common areas of interest with people, but to try to force everybody into one mold, uh, you know, just the thought police, you know. Yeah, yeah. Taking away free speech in a lot of ways, and you know it's like you selective uh, tolerance. I call it. You know they, they'll tolerate anybody as long as you agree with them. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's like but all dissenting opinions are crushed. So that that's uh, where the culture is at this time, and us three and others are fighting it. Yep. And we'll fight it. Uh, till the end. Yeah, I agree. Um, Frank, what I want you to do too is I want you to give out the cave uh, URL. Um, say something about obviously the clinic you're putting on, and when you're done with everything, we'll shift it over to Donnie, if you would please. Absolutely. Uh, thank you once again. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the cave is located in Sarasota, Florida, it's about an hour south of Tampa on the Gulf Coast, and on April 21st. Of this year and 22nd, we're going to hold a base fit instructor certification. As Eric mentioned earlier, there's a $100 discount between now and the end of the month at macefit.com. All the information you need to know is right there. Uh, any questions, uh, you can contact me directly. We'll be glad to take care of it. All right, beautiful. Donnie, summarize and give out the ADEX Club URL, and uh, and then uh, give it back to me, and I will finish the show up for us. And just hang on, both of you. All right, a message to all the parents out there. Listen and pay attention to your kids. Make sure they understand that you are paying attention to them and listening to them. Do not be their friend. Be their parent. That's another thing that's really wrong I think that's that's contributing to a lot of problems these days. So you could start with your own kid and make your own kid, a, you know, a, a strong and sturdy member of this society. Um, as far as everything else, as the, as the URLs and stuff like that, adxclub.com, that's A-D-E-X-C-L-U-B.com, and you can find information over there about me and my products. And right now, Frank and I are really busy working on MaceFit. I gotta say MaceFit.com, so check that out also. Okay. Is that it? That's it, brother. Alright. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. And I'm gonna say this so I don't forget it, which I usually don't. Men stop apologizing for being men. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Manly Man's Men's Movement. Let's get going, folks, because we've seen what life is like when there's not a high-end male presence in the home or someone just taking you under your wing. So really, really look at that. Go out and start a thread today. It's very, very important. Also, too, um, go out to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. Now, look, we can do a, a show. Obviously, I'd like to do another show, the three of us, after the clinic that Frank and Donnie are going to put on. Um, you know, with the steel club and the mace training, we can do that, see how everything went. Um, 
and we'll do that. Um, and that will be, let's see, if that's at the end of, what is it, April 21st and 22nd, uh, maybe we'll try to get something the following week or we'll get something in May if both gentlemen are available. Um, also, too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. Obviously, if there are shows you would like me to do with both gentlemen or singular, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. And I know between all these guys that we can do anything you want. Also, too, um, and it's going to be fun, when we go up live, you know, we can have one or both of these gentlemen in and just think if you're going to be able to ask questions about these maces and what they're up to and where we can direct you to or whatever. Um, I got to tell you, it's going to be more fun, as they say, than a barrel of monkeys, they used to always say. I've heard that recently. Um don't forget, too, uh, we're on um, AHA. That's the directory. That's AHA. You can get M&M in your car 24-7. Um, if someone seeks you out, and, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that after. But don't forget to go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Um, you know, Winners and Champions, Inc., that is it. 14 modules. There will be more added to it down the road. Um, also, too, get ready because as soon as I film, we got etched in stone for men, women, and children coming out. That is going to be a product that's going to blow your mind. And I know people are going to say, well, everyone's used whatever you're talking about. Good for you. Come up here and I'll put you through my program of it and see what you can do with what I do it. Everybody's going to do what I can do. Well, maybe you can. I, I, I hope you can. But I do things in a certain way. And one of the things I'm going to make it quick, I did with etched besides body weight and I talk about the things I do via John McKean and a few other people of the things I've been doing for years with this body weight movement stuff I do um, if you like Leonard Schwartz that's the heavy hands that's one of the byproducts of this um, I did that and I put a guy on here three times with it the first time he was over 275 pounds of fat he had a nine month belly it took us around 11 months, and most of it I can attribute to the body weight and what I did with this manly men's or uh, um, etched in stone for men course that's coming out. Um, I cut him down first from that. I think he was 276 or 277. I had him down to 228, and he had the bottom abs were just starting to come in. Then we took him down to 212 or it was 210. They they were in not perfectly. All right, now this is guy. This guy's clean. He's not on roids or anything. But at six foot four, he he was a little too lean. We brought him up to two twenty. The rest is history. I used those two things to take him down. So I know exactly what we need to do, and I use them too. And you're going to see some pretty cool stuff that I'm doing with some of this myself. Um, it's going to be very interesting what you're going to see coming out of the FBC Steel and Stone Yard in the six months, especially when I can become money conscious, where I can leave and finally get over to Iceland. That's the first thing. Then, obviously, everybody knows all the guys I hear from Scotland invited me over, and Stevie Shanks and his family have invited me over to Ireland to lift the Shanks stones. And as Heather says, at Stevie's wife, Eric, the room's waiting for it. It's got your name on it. And I want to get down. I want to meet Frank and Donnie. There's 
Dr. Wong, there are so many people that have put out invites to me, and I thank you. And we're going to do some amazing things. So it will all happen, and it's happening as we talk. Also, too, um, don't forget to go out to the Prosperity Conscious page. Your donation would be very much appreciated because we need to keep this thing running besides what I'm doing outside. But as Dr. Joe Vitale said to me, he said, I understand where you're coming from because he said, I understand why you last three weeks in a job. He says, you're at that point where you can't do it anymore. He said, you know where you want to be and life is calling you. Well, I'm going to have an awful lot to give out to people. That's going to just blow your mind because I'm writing everything down. Also, too, um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Frank DeMeo, Donnie G. Fardino, they've been with me for a long time. I thanked them in the beginning of the show. I'll thank them again. Go out and just look at all the shows the three of us have done. Um, that's why I say, you know, um, that's all wealth of knowledge out there. It's over 800 shows, man. I mean, unbelievable. Also, too, uh, sign up for our free newsletter. It goes right to MailChimp. It's right on the M&M homepage. Also, too, don't forget about our YouTube channel, um, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, real power. And don't forget about, you know, going out to the Manly Men's page, the movement out on FBC. Uh, also, too, I'm giving free consultations right now. If you're in the New York, upstate New York area, New Jersey, come on up. I'll give you a free workout. If you're not, Skype is the key, and we'll talk over Skype, and we'll get you going. Also, too, don't forget about advertising here. We are going places. We are right now. Get on board with us now. We're young, we're hungry, and we're ready to go. You can get the rates right on the home page, but I will, I insist that I speak with you because something that important, you need to talk to the guy that is the one that is doing the work for you. And we would appreciate anything like that because that's going to bolster us up too so we can do the things we want to do with you and with what I want to do on the outside. Um, also, too, let me think. I think that's it. Um, don't forget, though, like I said, um, if you see, you know, when you meet somebody in the concrete jungle or the gym, never be afraid to say hello to them or give them five words. Five words will inspire your life forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are feeling. And today, you just don't know for sure. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, squat it, press it, pull it, they're going to lift stones, turn them into dust, and it is almost 3 o'clock here, Eastern Standard Time. In 4 hours and 15 minutes, I will be pulling all the gear out of the FBC Stone and Steel Yard Gym to start my warm-ups and to start the dead start squats, which I start in tonight at a monster 430 pounds to open incredible and i gotta tell you man i am one of the luckiest sobs in the entire universe and i thank the universe and god and jimmy and everybody you just it i can't tell you how good it feels it is unreal unreal and to do this is even bigger so think about all that also too um Let's see, uh, dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. That goes with the great Hoosa Steel Crusher stone that says domination in blood red. We clear-cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Russell Fur, 
since I've been listening to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. Get ready. We haven't even hit the floodgates yet. Also, too, Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My pop, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest college, uh, or I'm sorry, my greatest chiropractor, who I miss like you wouldn't believe. He'd walk every patient to the door no matter what and say, keep smiling. Say that on your best or worst day. When we hang up today, walk around and just say, keep smiling. Watch the mind shift that's going to happen. Uh, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred more of your friends we're coming. We won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Be part of the family. Be part of the revolution for the next 30 years. Be a part of it. We need you and you need us. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you and we got your back. And how many people would ever say that? And I want to say one more time, men, Stop apologizing for being men. Support your women and your children and your girlfriends. And women, support your men and your family. Because don't let these vampires, which they do so well, drive a wedge between the two of you. You need one another. Don't let that happen. Regardless of everything else, don't let that happen to you. Frank, as I said, always an honor. We'll have you back on again soon, and I'll be talking to you, obviously, before you put this clinic on, but I hope today helped you out even more. That's the idea, and thank you for some great conversation, my friend. I uh, appreciate it, Eric. It was great to be on the show, and uh, I know you're going to tear it up tonight. That's what is going to happen, like you said. Yes, sir, because like I said, the, the, the paper is hanging right there the minute I walk in with all... Uh, uh, the numbers I've got to hit tonight. And just to let everybody know, um, I'm going to superset everything. And I, this seems to be a great way to run. Um, I'll warm up good. I'll start out. I have an original Nautilus four-way neck machine, which is brutal. If you know how to use it properly, counter to what the experts say, it's no good. Secondly, I have an original Michael Yes's glute ham machine. So you can imagine how my glutes are going to be firing. And then 4.30, you'll be laying on that buffalo saying, Hey, Eric, come on. You got me or not? So there we go, guys. Donnie, um, give out, um, what was I going to say? Well, Don, yeah, Donnie, uh, it's always an honor to have you on. I thank you, obviously, for all you've done, too. And uh, we'll get you back on, too. But we'll be talking long before then. Excellent. I love being on this show and, and, you know, and like hearing about everything, people's ideas and things that come from the show too, Eric. So, you know, keep putting it out there. This is, you're doing a great service to the strength community and, and, and just for people in general. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is a great place to just, you know, feel what people are really thinking. Hey, you know, it was funny. Um, I think, I don't know, you guys might've heard it, but you know, as far as I know, the oldest listener was an 82 year old woman. And she contacted me one day, okay, and said to me, Eric, I love your show. And I'm saying to myself, and she goes, but I don't really understand a lot of what you're talking about. And I went back to her and I said, well, thank you. And she says, I want to tell you, I'm 82 years old. And I was like, is this some kind of joke? But it wasn't a joke. And you know what she said? She goes, I love the way you guys talk, but she goes, I love that New York accent of yours. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, and I was like, thank you. Tell all your friends and come on in. You're welcome under my umbrella. And that's the thing. Everybody of the FBC and M&M family, you have a seat at my table. As long as you don't go out and do anything that doesn't need to be done and you want to come in here and be part of this big tent and be at the table and spread the word of what we talk about here, physical culture, you will always, always be welcome here. And never worry about anything because there's always somebody affiliated with the show that I know can put your mind to rest if you don't get it from here. So, for Frank DeMeo... Donnie G. Fardino, thanks for listening. This show, today's Wednesday, it probably won't be up to either Sunday or Monday because I've got, like, uh, I think three shows. I just put Andrew Durney at up today. Uh, tomorrow will be Mark Boggs. That's the second show with Fathers and Sons, and it was a fabulous show. Mark's a great guy. And, of course, we got Gary Clark. I can't remember. There's one more, and then we'll have um, Donnie, obviously, and Frank. So just hold on. It'll be out there, and we'll get it up quick enough, obviously, so hopefully we can get another um, advertisement for Frank so he can get some people in there and really make a, a, a mark on everything. So, as I always say, Life, you know, life isn't asking from you something. Life is asking something from you. You need to go out and fulfill it. You know, you don't need to ask something from life. You need to figure it out and go out and do it. And it is all doable, and you can do some great things. So, everybody, you have a great rest of the week. Remember, go out and do something magnificent because you all have it in you. And we'll have this show up before you know it. And thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great, great week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.